And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that local shouting, it's Dainer and Dave Ninimitz. It's Dainer and Dave Ninimitz. All right, welcome in here that podcast. Grandma Pauliner Jr., Dave Ninimitz of The Athletic with you on Saturday night for The Walkout. Uh, after the Washington Commanders win 21 to 19 because they make you keep score. Uh, <laughs> it got kind of exciting at the end. It oh, was, you know, I gotta say that one was more fun to watch than the Falcons game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. I will yeah. give you that. But really, the bar is low. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, and, you know, the Commanders after their big uh, franchise changing win last week over Baltimore. Uh, yeah. They're just a big preseason draw. And you could feel the energy uh, of the of the wave, which was noted multiple times <laughs> yeah. happening in the. Yeah, and it was, I, lo- I love the concept of associating the energy of the wave with, you know, the rejuvenation <laughs> yeah. of Snyder being gone. It's like, yeah. This is a this is a this is an anti Snyder wave. <laughs> it's a new day with this wave. <laughs> uh, but beyond uh, commanders gags uh we have a few things we do want to get to uh from this game to start just to kind of set the scene for where we're at for those of you that are just want the details first uh this game wraps the preseason uh you have essentially meetings and some things going on over the next few days as the Bengals try to you know Get get a grip on on the roster on free agents that could be available. Um, cut down needs to happen. Four o'clock on Tuesday is the deadline on that. Um, so between now and then, they'll be figuring that out. You'll see all the moves will make their way uh, out by then, and then you have twenty four hours for waiver claims to be put in. Uh, so by at noon on Wednesday, you could see if the Bengals could then add some people from other teams, which could mean people who thought they made the roster, get the bad news that they didn't make the roster roster. Gymnastics season is upon us. Uh, so get excited for all of that, but really all of it matters. Who's on the roster on the Tuesday that the season starts. Cause that's when the contracts vest for the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's when, when the money hits as the kids like to say. Uh, and so that's really one of the most important dates of the year, certainly from a player perspective, setting the scene for what to expect as we go forward. Uh, but let's start with maybe some of the things that will be fresh in the minds of the personnel department as they evaluate what, what we saw here tonight. And, you know, as, and when I went through it, Dave, I sort of, I, I just feel like we're belaboring the backup quarterback thing. It's like, I don't really want to talk about backup quarterbacks any more than anybody else does. It's one of the only real battles that was going on. It was, it's a position that can be waged fairly publicly. It's also over. 
Okay, yeah. Jake Browning's the guy. He he solidified that tonight. He was the starter. He went six for six. He led their most impressive drive of really the whole preseason. Um, he with the touchdown pass to Andre Yoshivash, and and he was out. Yeah. The end. Good night. There's your QB two. Yeah. I, and he has the higher ceiling. I've heard some people say maybe Simeon was here to give that veteran presence. Joe Burrow doesn't need the veteran presence behind no. him. He just no. doesn't. And since we've seen Brandon Allen kind of come off the table with the Trey Lance move, and even if he's back on the table, I don't know. That's that's not necessarily an upgrade, bringing him in over Browning. So, yeah, I think it's settled. Browning looks sharp. And that uh, mm-hmm. the back shoulder he threw to uh, Yosevash was uh, – very nice. And then the touchdown pass a little high and he took advantage of that athletic ability, but he was wide open. But uh, no, I thought he looked fine and I didn't think Simeon did anything to make his claim for it. No, especially not throwing that awful pick right before yeah. I had to, you know, he, we talked a little bit and I wrote a little bit about the, the battle and what was kind of happening. I mean, Simeon was just getting the ball out fast and not really getting anything out of that. And I, it, seemed like a, a edict was put to him to, to push the ball down the field more today because he was doing that successfully. And it was like, wow, Simeon is, is being way more aggressive. And then all of a sudden the way too aggressive shove into double coverage for the end yeah. zone pick kind of is, is all you need to know there. I thought Jake Fromm played pretty well for Washington. And, you know, as it was mentioned in any way that knows the Reed Senate story uh, <laughs> is here partially because of what he did on the field against the Bengals in the third preseason game yeah. a couple of years ago from giving me Senate vibes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, you can almost hear him up there. And be like, tell me more about this from character <laughs> and him ending up here at some point. Uh, you know, just, I'm just saying they're looking, they're looking, uh, it's it's like the same guy. Like yeah. everybody's the same. There's no Steve Young sitting behind Joe Montana these days in the NFL. If, if there's not with guy, that attitude, there's not. Yeah, you're right. It is a negative <laughs> attitude. I warned you, I might have a negative attitude. It's true. Uh, a few other positives uh, from this one. In some, you know, we've been talking a lot about the what, what the hell's happening at tight end, right? I mean, yeah. there's just a bunch of guys. Um, you, you you do pretty clearly have Irv Smith as one and Drew Sample as two. I, I don't think Drew Sample's had a very good camp um, necessarily, but the coaches really like him, and they continue to double down on really liking him. And they, they just think he's reliable. He does a lot of the dirty work stuff that they feel like that position needs. He's not going anywhere. He hasn't played. I mean, they haven't even – he's been one of the – almost like he's been in starter territory, veteran starter territory. We don't need to see you. Yeah. Um, and they've kind of let – Tanner Hudson, Mitch Wilcox for the first time now uh, tonight on Saturday, and then Devin Asiasi kind of duke it out a little bit. Tanner Hudson's the best player of those three. Yeah. I mean, he he has the best hands maybe in the entire tight end room between him and probably Irv Smith. Um, Irv brings more to the table because of his size and his power and, and some of his route running savvy maybe. But Hudson's got great hands. He makes tough catches. He keeps showing up. Like, why don't you need that? I don't see anybody else doing anything like that out there. So to me, I think he should be on as the third tight end. Although I do think that there's a really good chance you'll see an ad at that position at some point next week. Yeah. I mean, he, he had some really nice plays. Um, He had a back shoulder that was really nice. Yeah. He he had one that he probably could have gone up to battle for that uh, was almost picked off, but he also had that deflection 
that should have been a pick six for Washington. And he kept his eye on it and somehow snagged the ball. That was one you had to watch a few times, see what happened there. But yeah, he, and he's looked that way. He got the concussion in the one game, but before that he was looking great. So um, he, he might turn out to have been a nice little pickup for that spot. And like you said, there's always a chance they're bringing somebody else in down the road. There's a lot of just the guys happening, you know, at the back of the tight end room. And, and I think they could be bringing in another, just a guy. Yeah. Uh, potentially, uh, we'll see. I mean, there's going to be a, a bunch of names that are, that are going to surface here soon. Uh, but I think for now, I think Hudson has a, a, a leg up on that last spot. And you're not going to have problems, I don't think, getting Mitchell Wilcox to a practice squad to stay mm-hmm. around and still be involved, whatever that is. So um, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that falls out. But I, I think he might have put a stamp on that tonight after having missed the game in, in Atlanta after the concussion. Um Staying positive, because I want to bring the positives out first mm-hmm. before we beat down the negatives at the end. Uh, I I don't know, man. I just keep seeing Raymond Johnson the third, and 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 he just keeps making plays, multiple splash plays. Yeah, every single game he's done this. I mean, in the opener, he had the sack fumble for the turnover in Atlanta. He had three pressures and another sack. Saturday, he tips the pass on fourth down uh, yeah. on the first drive. He he's out here chasing down Gore in the flat uh, <laughs> for a stop on a third down. It's like is that Raymond Johnson? And then he has another sack, ending the the Commanders' kind of final drive there. Uh, and that was that they had kicked him inside for that, hadn't they? He yeah, was coming from a and he just position. owns. I mean, I'm sure 74 is going to be selling insurance soon. But yeah, like, but I mean, he just owns him and tosses him aside. Here's what I was going to say. In the matter of perspective, and I'm trying to have some perspective about preseason football. Lord knows I understand <laughs> the perspective I'm trying to have about it. If if Miles Murphy had the preseason that Raymond Johnson the third just have, Bengals fans would have him already in the hall. You're right. Like, you know what I mean? If, if the right. first round pick did everything that Raymond Johnson has just done through three games, the amount of superlatives spilled over yeah. him would be obnoxious, but because it's a guy um, who's young, he's 24 who you know, the giants had him and he did uh, some things there and the Bengals personnel department saw it and plucked because it's him and it's not a big name. It's, it's viewed differently. I don't know. I, I, I think at a certain point you got to find a spot on a roster. It's so deep, but I think you got to find us. You know, consider what, where, where can we put this guy? How can we not use this guy? Yeah, I don't think anyone used their audition of preseason better than him on this mm-hmm. team. Like he, he just, he kind of jumped out in every one of these games, and um, for him to be doing it early in this game, late in this game, you're right. If you flip the names around on that, people would be losing their minds over Miles Murphy, but they're losing their minds the other way for Miles Murphy. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. Negative. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, <laughs> but I, but I think, you know, what he's put on tape is is gonna make him hard to get through waivers. And I know we 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 do this every year, right? Like you watch, and because we've watched every snap of of Bengals preseason, <laughs> good, bad, or otherwise. <laughs> Um, you, you, you maybe overrate the guys that you think, oh, everyone's going to be looking for this. That's not true. Most guys make it through and you're like, oh, how the heck did no, nobody put a claim in on that guy. 
Yeah. I think he's different because there's so many big plays on tape there. And, and I think that you would be very nervous if you were the Bengals leaving him exposed to the waiver system. I mean, it depends on other teams' needs, too. If somebody's thin there, he suddenly looks really good. Now, before this may come up in your negatives, but we also have to see what happens with Joseph Asai. If yes. that injury is longer than we think, that might open an opportunity for Raymond Johnson. But um, you can't fault him. He's done everything you would ask him to do. And uh, I think you're right. I think he, at the very least, he's going to draw some attention and Maybe he he does clear and comes back to the practice squad, but I don't. That's certainly not a given. It's certainly not a given. That's very. It's a good point. Um, I, I don't. I, it's hard to know where that spot comes from. You're definitely taking yeah. away from another. Potentially, you're keeping eleven defensive linemen, and then why are you doing it? So there's there there's a lot to sift through there to see how that ends up. I, I had two other ups, and I want to get to Osai. Um, Evan McPherson still good. Don't need to go into that. I mean, perfect yeah. preseason, 58-yard bomb, everything you could want. He's in top form. That's good to see. Chase Brown showed more tonight than we've seen. He got more opportunity, but, you know, some nice runs where he was spinning off a tackler, getting some extra yards. I thought it was productive from him. Uh, Duke Tobin was on the team broadcast as, you know, he's developing before our eyes or seeing good things as a pass catcher. And, I, you know, it sort of heard at some point that, there was like, he's going to have a lot of development at, in, in the passing game. And that's going to be a big part. I, I just haven't seen him need a guy who I haven't seen him have a bunch of drops. I haven't seen him look uncomfortable catching the ball. Maybe you want to see some more missed tackles out there, but like he's looked really comfortable uh, yeah. in, in that, in that regard for the most part and gotten more comfortable. Uh, so uh, that's a good thing. I, I don't think he's in the mix to be the third down back or anything, but you got to be able to catch the ball and makes people miss in space effectively. If you're going to be at all on the field at that position. Yeah. And, and Zach Taylor said after the game, he liked that Brown got some of the tough yards and yeah. those aren't always the glamorous ones, but you know, I compared him when we talked last week to David Montgomery and that's what it kind of reminds me of a guy that size that'll it, you may only need two yards of that first down, but he might be the kind of guy that can grind that out. So, yeah, I, I, it's it's more positive than negative on him so far for sure. And I think he first quarter he looked he looked good tonight. Yeah. Um, also, may I may I add an extra guy? Oh to, yeah, keep keep going, keep going. I, I he's not a guy that I think we have to worry about making the roster, but he would be nice to stash on the practice squad. Is Shedrick Jackson. Yeah. This guy's has strung together. And now granted his touchdown, he was wide open, but he was smart enough to just see the the coverage was blown and just kept going. Yeah. Um, he he's been nice for a couple of weeks now. And that's a guy, if they're able to stash him away, might be nice to have around. Yeah, I think they like him. He had a really good game against Atlanta, too. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of stacked a little bit. And so I I I'm with you. I, I think there's a lot of love there. Speaking of the receiver room, I mean Yoshivash, Andre Yoshivash again, yeah. um, you know, continues to make plays. I think he's active on game day week one. I think, I think Jones, maybe I think Charlie Jones is probably down because yeah. uh, Irwin can play both inside and out and Yoshivash could be, you know, up for you. A lot of that probably depends on how they view the the special team situations. Maybe a Darren call with, I think Stanley Morgan will be up. Um, I think he'll make the team and, and because of his special teams prowess, yeah. but like, you know, I, I, he's just, man, he's just a player, man. He makes plays. Yeah. He's just, he's just, he's just tough. He's, he's big and he's physical. It's not just when he high points. It's that you know, he's such a good job of kind of like boxing out as he does it. Cause he's so big and kind of yeah. strong and, 
and it really he's he's just uh you know there's a reason quarterbacks just keep throwing it to him you know they just feel like he's gonna make well, a for him. like we talked about last week it'll be fun if he gets a chance to catch balls from burrow i mean yeah maybe maybe once he's in there with first stringers from the other team he doesn't look quite as amazing but he's also taken throws from jake browning and mm-hmm. trevor simeon so it'll i there's interesting upside with that dude and he has shown a lot so yeah looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, let's get negative. All right. I'm down for that. <laughs> you're, you're ready to get negative? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, let's start with this Osai situation. Um, so he goes out with the injury. Um I don't know why Joseph Osai had to play so much this preseason. This isn't just about today. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the one prominent player that I looked at and said, why is he the exception? Okay, yeah. I, I get it. The Zach Taylor says that he needed the reps. And he's played 45 snaps for the first two games. Um, he played over 400 snaps last year. It's not – I get that you – maybe you want to see. Like, why is Joseph Osai your number three edge rusher with a ton of upside and an injury history Yeah, needing that many reps, needing to play that much? Why is he so different than these other guys um, that get a pass that, that don't have to play? So many of them included you – know, it's just weird. I think he was clearly the most prominent player on that defense that was to, that had to play in this game. Yeah. And with that to be the case, and now you see an ankle injury, it's a hindsight, you know, uh, criticism here. I, I recognize that. But it's one that I've thought the entire preseason. Like, I just never quite understood why they felt like they need this much work for Joseph yeah. Osai when, when they've clearly leaned into not – doing that with anybody else well i think that just it i think this team more so than a lot of teams puts guy puts guys in bubble wrap i mean you just said it with drew sample 
there's a guy who <laughs> they don't even wheel him out there much for preseason. So you would think with a guy like Osai, especially when you have joint practices, things like that, that he can get reps. I don't know why you're wheeling him out there. And in the notoriously bad FedEx field turf on top of that. Yeah. Um, there's just a, a lot of weirdness about that, but hopefully it's nothing bad. Um, that would be some serious hindsights 2020 if it's something that that drags out several weeks. We shall see. Uh, yeah. No word on that from Zach Taylor after the game as he basically said, yeah, I don't know. We'll I'll, I'll see what the severity is. Could be a sprain. We, we just no way to know right now. So uh, they will uh, we'll be following that in the coming days. And like, yeah, you're right, though, Dave, like you said, I mean, that can have repercussions when you talk about a deep defensive end room. And, and perhaps that's something that he needs to be an IR to return guy. Uh, remember how that works is you need to carry that person through the 53 cuts. They have to be on your 53 man roster on Tuesday. So you'd still have to potentially yeah. expose whoever you wanted to waivers, but you can get around that by using veterans who you promised to basically bring back the next day. Cause once you pull that person through, then you can put them on IR and then they're eligible to return um, in, in four weeks. So they can, you can have them back before yeah. too long. If it's an injury, that's, that's not that serious. So, Keep that in mind if that injury is a little bit more serious. Same thing, Deontay Smith uh, ends up with a shoulder injury. He had a had a really nice camp, had worked his way up, and, and he was the backup right tackle. And, you know, I thought it was a really uh, a nice month for him. And now you have him going off with this shoulder injury, another one we don't know the severity of that we'll keep tracking. But that also could have repercussions down the offensive line cuts as you start to think about if that's serious, the same type of concept could be a thing there where you're maybe having to carry somebody through for him to be an IR to return guy. So an an injury to keep an eye on there because Smith had played quite well. That's a, that's a downer to see that from him. So, but he's somebody who I more understand needing the rest. He yeah. literally hasn't played in three yeah. years. You know, I mean, that's so you do you do need to see. Like, I'm not there's not that's not as much of a hindsight as a guy like Osai who's played in huge moments. I mean, yeah, you, you know, he's he's he, there's there's no doubt. Um, keep on the offensive line. Uh, Trey Hill with a bad penalty tonight that wipes out a long run, uh, a face mask. Um, He's he's not even in the mix really as the backup center anymore. Max Sharping has essentially taken that gig. He's he's fighting for his life kind of at guard. Um, and this was just a big month for him, and he, it was underwhelming. Yeah. And I, you have a lot of questions, I think, about who the other interior offensive lineman is in in, in on this team. You know, outside of Sharping, I, I don't I don't know who that is. I mean, you've got some guys of versatility. You got a guy like Jackson Carmen that can play guard and tackle, but he hasn't really repped much at guard. Um, you know, you, you've got the undrafted for agent Jackson Kirkland. You've got currently concussed Cody Ford. You've got, I mean, that identity can kind of do both. Uh, he probably makes it just because of all the way I just talked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a necessity. For that well, yeah, but but again, it just, you would have really have liked to have seen a better month from him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sharping this, had a penalty and when it negated a big run and when they showed it, it didn't look like a penalty. <laughs> no, it, it looked like they might have gotten the number wrong because yeah. it looked like Carmen was coming across really holding and Sharping yeah. was just kind of like barely doing anything. So hard to know what exactly happened there, but I wouldn't yeah. have. I definitely would not have pegged that on him. Um, I'll say, you know, Alan George 
Uh, it's a, he, he had a great camp last year, earned his way on the 53. It just hasn't been as good this year. Two big plays. I mean, you gave the DPI that was essentially a touchdown in week one against Green Bay, and now the long one here that was essentially a touchdown um, to Tinsley uh, and was beat handily. It just it just wasn't as good for him, this this camp, this go-around. I'm sure they still want to keep him on the practice squad, but there's a real opportunity there. I mean, he was he's in the back of that room fighting with Sidney Jones and, and with DJ Ivy to potentially get on this roster again. There's kind of like, hey, there's a spot. Um, and he just wasn't quite able to seize it. Yeah. Although Tinsley probably needs to send a, a thank you letter to Jordan Battle for helping him get his roster spot in Washington because the help on both of those, the yeah. the horrible broken coverage and the missed tackle, and then Battle was pretty late to come over and help George on that. Not whose fault that is, I don't know. But uh, Battle also would list in disappointing camps, you know, for a guy yeah. that came in with a lot of uh, hype for being so intelligent and savvy and can be a quick learner. It, it has, you know, he's had, it hasn't been great. It, hasn't yeah, been great it, it just seems a little too big for him right now. But yeah. this also speaks to Anna Romo resisting putting young guys out there. And I know he's going to have to put a young guy out there in Dax Hill, but um, he's resisted this. And I think this is probably part of the reason why. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think that's right. Um, let's, let's wrap with Miles Murphy. Uh, I, I don't want to take a bunch of big shots here. Um he didn't play a ton. He played some. He missed last week with the illness. And, you know, when we talked to Luana Rumo before the game uh, a couple of days ago. You know, it, Murphy was one of the first people that he mentioned when we started talking about this game. He was excited to see him. A big chance for a guy that didn't get the game last week. Going to give him some reps. He should be a first-round pick out there against a bunch of guys who weren't and <laughs> and don't have that kind of pedigree. And he, we, I, did I see him? Did he play? I mean... <laughs> It's just kind of you didn't see anything. And so that's a it's a wash. He's 21. I'm not here to take a guy down like whatever. He's got plenty of time. No one's making broad brushes here. You would have liked to have seen more. Yeah. And it's the case been the case kind of all month for him. You just would have liked to have seen a little more. And and you wonder, you know, what the rotation yeah. looks like. You know, It's hard to judge from our standpoint. Um, I think he's raw. I think that's part of it. And yeah. I think there's. The tools are there to work with for sure, just physically. But um, I think one glaring thing as people go back and scrutinize that draft is you had so many good tight ends and we went back and forth on should they take a tight end with that top pick or trade down and get a tight end and they didn't do it. And they went with him to bolster the D. So as we, you know, we talked about a thinner position at tight end earlier and now you're hearing, you know, guys like Laporta and all these guys around the league, Musgrave, they're, they're looking great. So Maybe that still wasn't the right pick for them, but like you said, if if he was putting on Raymond Johnson type performances, we would be very, very excited about it right now. Don't worry. In three years, when I go back and do my annual review <laughs> of that draft from three years ago, uh, I will be going through all the names that were passed over if he doesn't end up turning out. And if he does end up turning out, I'll play this back for you and you'll sound silly. I'll be dead by then. <laughs> none of it matters. None no, it doesn't matter. Uh, speaking of none of it matters, hey, preseason's over, people. Congratulations, you made it. Thank we, we, goodness. You survived it. It's Yeah, I know. It's it's brutal. Only bad news really happens. Like And, and everything about this camp has been so sweaty and fraudulent with the Burrow injury. It's just <laughs> it just all needed to – it just needed to come to its own conclusion. So it has – 
Uh, again, cuts on Tuesday, uh, September 10th, the opener against Cleveland in Cleveland. Uh, and, and we will be off at that point. But don't forget, Thursday, September 7th, uh, 7 o'clock at 50 West, myself, uh, any members of the media that want to come and have drinks with me, well, I will stick a microphone in their face and we will talk Bengals. We will talk <laughs> Bengals for an hour, hour and a half live. Hear that podcast ground uh, from 50 West in the beer garden. Afterwards, the TVs will be on Chiefs Lions. Hang out, have some more beers, watch Chiefs Lions with us. Uh, it's a great night. One of my favorite nights of the year. Hope you can make it down to that event, September 7th. All right, Dave. Have a good evening. I hope you have in, enjoyed doing this on a Saturday night. It's a good time as always. As sure was. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.